second drink because i thought we were doing this 40 minutes ago hey man when tickets for a new star wars movie goes on sale and the entire internet's on fire because no one knows what's happening (laughs) and i'm responsible for buying tickets for 20 plus people sometimes you got to drive to a theater and put podcast plans on hold right welcome to another episode of childhood ruined i'm mike this is chris how you doing (laughs) <laughs> good how are you we're doing well we're just starting this way that's that's fine with me also we should alert listeners that we're going to take a pause here because the trailer is going to come out in about 20 minutes or less we should pause and watch that and then commiserate uh like do i have to be by the tv one of us should be and it can't be me. Okay. Um, we can check periodically or watch it online, which is, I guess, an option once it goes live. Right. Because <clears throat> I, I am not by the TV. So. All right. We'll figure it out. So, yeah, it's been a little while since we've chatted. Uh-huh. Well, we we had lunch today, so it's not been a while since we've chatted. Right. But it's been a while since we've recorded <laughs> Right. Well, you know, there were trips to be taken and stuff. Yeah, wife and I took in uh, some UK sites, Scotland and London. That was awesome. You were out in Boston. Correct. How was that? Uh, It was good. I mean, it was ostensibly a work training trip, but um, a good friend got to go as well. So it was uh, a lot of... um, fun around the work training so so it was good excellent i i hear your beverage in the background yeah sorry the uh, perils of having a nice microphone nice well i think it picks up me clicking from time to time on my keyboard oh i can for sure hear the keyboard or mouse clicking that's going on right now yeah and i'm trying to click it so quietly yep nope (laughs) uh what are you gonna do uh i mean you get a crappy microphone yeah, that doesn't seem like a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> I need, you know, all the bass I can get out of a nice microphone for my for my radio voice. So, so we're going to be talking a little bit about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking a bit about trailers. I think hype for movie in general, how it's yeah. changed mm-hmm. over time for better and maybe for worse uh, as it pertains to Star Wars. But I think just beyond that because trailers and marketing for movies is certainly much different compared to our day where now we get to yell at clouds and talk about how things are different. Yes. And a new segment later on in the show. What would we decide to call it? Ruining childhoods. <laughs> I think we decided to call it ruining childhoods. Yeah. Awesome. So we're going to, we're going to set aside a few moments for both of us to regale you all with a parenting story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, I have a good one. 
and I don't know how prepared you are. I didn't know I, I had to come prepared, so we'll listen to your story and take it from there. So thoughts going into episode nine, because you and your son are going to be joining all of us right. on Thursday, December 19th. Mm-hmm. Expectations, thoughts, hopes, fears. What, what, what are you going with right now? Uh, Lando, 100% Lando. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've, truthfully, like life is at a point that I have not afforded it a ton of thought. I mean, my my favorite thing about these movies at this point, and I, I know we've talked about it before somewhere in these episodes, is that we do all still get together for this, that, you know, this same group of people that I uh, endured the prequels with <laughs> – Careful. <laughs> Get Careful. together. And now we've got kids that are coming as well. And so there's a, a second generation coming with us and and enjoying it, which is which is really fun. Um, so I have, you know, will now have seen, you know, every Star Wars movie since the prequels came out with you and a, and a lot of these other people as well. So. Yeah, I camped out a bit for prequel tickets. Yeah. Happy to say that. And then was living back here for episode seven and eight and episode seven. I saw just days after getting out of the hospital. So that was Mm -hmm. meaningful. (laughs) (laughs) Episode eight was intense, which I wrote about and we, we recorded a podcast about it because it was kind of flying away from different expectations. I think Mm -hmm. the franchise Right. And for me, like even driving, even this situation tonight where I knew tickets were likely to go on sale because that's how they did it a few years ago. It was trailer on a Monday night football at halftime and then tickets go on sale. But of course, the tickets went on sale before halftime. So I was ready for that this time around. Right. Log on to the website, website saying everything's sold out. I'm skeptical of that, so I call the theater. Theater says, yeah, the manager says to call back for movies like this, call back like two to three weeks in advance, and then tickets <laughs> should be going on sale. Uh-huh. And I just start laughing. <laughs> I was like, well, please tell your manager, most likely the tickets are about to go on sale within the next hour or two. And- <laughs> I'm imagining his voice being, you know, the... the- it was a her. Oh, so, but see, it's already ruined because I was expecting like the Simpsons voice, like my manager says that. <laughs> <laughs> no, she was pretty cool. She was very nice about it. So she's like, "Yeah, some other guy just tried to come in here and buy tickets." I was like, "Yeah, you should get, you should be used to that because that's going to keep happening." Right. And I think tickets go on sale. I go back to the app and the website. So the app starts working. It says you're in line 20 minutes, and the website's still not working. Mm. I'm doing the math in my head. It's like I could. I always felt like Winston Wolf in Pulp Fiction. It's like the theater's twenty minutes away. I'll be there in ten. <laughs> <laughs> Without violating too many traffic laws, mm-hmm. I, I got there right as the app timer was timing out. Yeah. So I walk in and I was like, "Oh, hey, I, I spoke to you on the phone because I actually had called her back. I'm like, yeah, the tickets are on sale." She's like, yeah, they did. They just went on sale. I was like, yeah. Can I buy them over the phone? No, you have to come in. Okay. So I drove in, got all the tickets. I'm punching in because it's reserved seating. So we got the recliner seats, all that good noise. Right. 
And yeah, and just walking out of there, just thinking like, oh man, we're getting together with the same people, we're all going to see a new Star Wars movie. It is a high feeling. Like I mm-hmm. still get that feeling for the franchise. It's, you know, like I wrote on Twitter, I was driving home, blasting the main theme and Duel of the Fates like a nerd. <laughs> all fired up. So nice. the movie in some ways is kind of secondary. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I have thoughts about it and I try not to think about it too much because I just want to go in and be surprised one way or the other. Don't check Twitter right before you go in. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Um, for those of you who haven't heard that story, right before episode seven started, somebody was spamming the Force Awakens hashtag with Hondas. And somebody just had Somebody just had to be on the phone and Somebody had to do the Hey guys, going in to see Star Wars right now Yeah (laughs) Uh, So Sup chat I figured that was going to happen anyway Uh For Harrison to come back But just to get it confirmed that way Was a little annoying Right A little deflating Uh, You were a little salty uh, Yeah, just really at myself I was like, I shouldn't Mm -hmm. be on my phone Right which, again, is a running theme of this show. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. So the movie itself, I trust Abrams to do a good job. I think it's going to be a bit more conventional than the last film. And your mileage will vary, considering if you think that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. I feel like some of the initial images and trailers have given away a lot of the overall theme the fact that the emperor, unless it's a red herring, that seems to be back in play. And there seems to be Death Star 2 debris. And so it kind of seems like if you want to, you can probably piece together what the plot more or less is going to be, which I don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope is that they, and from enough blurbs, it seems like they're trying to try tie all nine movies together, which I support because there's things I like about the, the prequels and there's certainly things I don't like about them. But if it could make the if it could somehow improve those movies by making them all more cohesive, mm-hmm. that would be a pretty cool dismount for Abrams to pull off. Yeah. I'm not going to get uh, too hopeful about that. But as you were describing all that, I'm imagining that the plot is that the Emperor's just been like trapped underneath the girder from the fallen Death Star for the last, however, you know, 20 some years, just kind of down there going, a little help here. Yeah, that would be <laughs> anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't have any thought whatsoever that Ray is going to be evil. I don't or turn to the dark side or I just saw force. No, uh, last Jedi again, actually on the plane coming back home from mm-hmm. London. And I really enjoyed it. It was, it seemed a little bit more cohesive than the first couple of times I saw it, but it was just, there were good moments. I think Luke's behavior makes more sense. The more I think about it and also, also rationalize it, mm-hmm. you know, the mentors he knew were old reclusive hermits that get involved for the most part. So it kind of makes sense that after he failed, he would be like, yep, I'm done. (laughs) See you later. Yeah. But Um, but he kind of, he does this whole force 
projection thing at the end that buys time for the next generation of heroes to fight another day. And that's exactly what Obi-Wan did way back in A New Hope. So it, it sort of closes that loop in a nice way. Maybe what they're going to do here is they're going to take all of, you know, because Lucas had basically mapped out the 789 and they just threw that in the garbage when they acquired the the uh, rights to it. So maybe what they did is they took that out of the garbage and now they're just like condensing that all into one single movie to, to wrap it up. Maybe. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as you were talking, uh, it reminded me of one thing that, um, uh, you know, I, there's nothing to be done about it now. But one thing that I haven't loved about these sequels, and mostly I've enjoyed them, but one thing I haven't loved is that, like, you know, the original trilogy characters were, you know, like so many people were like beloved characters to me. And I haven't really loved that most of these main characters lives after return of the Jedi seem to have been extremely sad. <laughs> Does that ever bother you? Do you ever think about that? If you stop and think about it, <laughs> well, I do. Well, it's this, it's this war that, that really never ends. There's no, in the 30 or how many years it's been for Han to still be, this down on his luck smuggler, right? I mean, running around you know, doing deals and cheating death. It's like, really, is he really back there um, for Leia to still be this? No, I mean, Leia seems like she's had some development, being a general, being more in a yeah. political leadership position. You know, Luke is just completely gone the Jedi hermit route. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what Lando's up to. I guess we'll find out. I mean, being awesome, assuredly, I have no doubt that Lando has lived life to the fullest since we last saw him. But, you know, I just, you know, if you leave Jedi and, you know, Han and Leia are going to be together. Luke has a sister. It's all happy and high fives and Ewoks. And, you know, you kind of want to be happily ever after. And then when we pick up, it's like, well, you know, Luke tried to do something that failed horribly and he just spent forever being sad by himself and Han and Leia didn't really work out. And I, you know, just, I don't know. Just kind of a bummer. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other franchises. Oh man, that was such an opportunity to miss. Yeah. With that, you're supposed to go with the, that's what life is. A series of down notes. (laughs) Such a down note. (laughs) That's another reboot we should talk about. Uh, we'll have to see it to talk about it. And I, I think we... Did we miss our window? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, just... I'm, I'm a, you tell me I go on tangents on this episode, but quickly, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back 2 or Reboot or whatever should be a movie I should be really super excited about. Right. And the more I saw of it, I saw it announced. I'm like, oh, hey, that'll be fun. Like, mm-hmm. I like Jane Sound Bob. I grew up with that stuff. That's great. And the more footage or clips I saw of it, the more it was like, oh, no. Oh, I don't know if I've gotten older and changed yeah. or if my sense of humor has changed or what. Mm-hmm. But it felt a little bit more uncomfortable than it was like, hey, let's go see this. 
Right. Um, which again, I think ties into some of the themes we talk about of stuff that we really enjoyed in our teens and early twenties and whatnot maybe feels different now. Snoochie Boochies hasn't aged well. Hey, I love me some Jay. I think Clerks holds up. Mallrats has a very soft spot in my heart. Right. Uh, Dogma, I think, was a legitimately interesting flick. Clerks 2, it was like very hit and miss. I just like that it existed. Um, so you yeah, just skipped right over Chasing Amy. No, I mean, Chasing Amy is good. <laughs> well, I was traumatized because it really spoke to the relationship I was in at that time. And <laughs> it, was, it was one of those things we're driving home. It's like, this is not going to be a good conversation. <laughs> I am not mature enough to handle this. Uh, uh, mistakes of youth. Mm-hmm. So with Rise of Skywalker, I don't know. I'm, I don't know how clean of a bow it's going to put on everything. I think they're really going to try to have everything be final. Well, and obviously there's some tap dancing because, you know, this was supposed to kind of be, uh, you know, Leia's Leia's moment. And then, you know, Carrie Fisher went and did us the disservice of dying. So, um, you know, I know they had to make some decisions about that and, remains to be seen how they handle that and what they decided to do instead. And, you know, I, I hope that I will go into it. You know, I think for each of the, um, these recent ones that have come out, like I've watched the main trailers and called it a day. I've not like read any intense, you know, analysis or frame by frame stuff or anything like that for any of them. And I feel like for each movie, I came in informed as much as one would be from the trailers and that was it. And, you know, it's been, it's been enjoyable. I I don't think they're the greatest movies. I think they're way better than the prequels overall. And, you know, it's fun to take my son to. Yeah. I mean, you said this very early on that a lot of it is the, the event, the camaraderie of seeing the movie with the same people, seeing their kids Mm -hmm. see it. And, you know, my son is too young to, to be taking him to these movies, but he's, he's, you know, close to three in a few years. You know, when, when the Game of Thrones showrunners do their movies, they'll be able to go. That's another topic. Really good at spectacles, not so much on some other <laughs> things. Uh, I wrote about that. You can see it on my blog. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And one thing, one of the things, overarching topics we were pondering around before we started recording is just how has this all changed? Mm-hmm. And I think that the camaraderie of seeing a movie like this or being excited for a movie like this there's there's a lot more noise. There's mm-hmm. a lot more. There's a backlash and a backlash to the backlash, and it just sort of piles on. You have the people who are just looking for a fight, people who genuinely don't like the movies and want to use that forum to express that. Um, 
and it's, I think, a little bit harder to, I think we've talked about this even with music and video games, where it's, it's kind of hard to enjoy your thing in isolation, mm-hmm. where just to enjoy something on your own, even without a number of other people who are like, yeah, I like that too, or to enjoy it without other people coming in and being like, hey, that thing you like sucks. It's like, right. It, it seems like, or to spoil the movie you're about to see by saying, hey, excited to see Force Awakens. It's like, mm. <laughs> like there's, it's hard to do things in is- isolation anymore. Right. And I don't know how that plays into the marketing of these films and the teaser for the trailer and now the trailer and all that stuff. Like, what, what do you make of it all? Well, I mean, I feel like I need bourbon for this. <laughs> I, I mean, what I remember about the original Star Wars movies is that it felt like, because I was a kid, it felt like an eternity between each movie. And, you know, obviously there was no internet or anything like that to fuel speculation. Um, you, you didn't get like, you know, uh, pictures from the set and, you know, various attempts at spoilers, whether they're true or not. I just remember endlessly speculating with friends about what was going to happen and, you know, being super wrong in part because sometimes we didn't really understand at the time, like what things meant, like, even like you know things that looking back now seem pretty basic but like the whole like Darth Vader in the tree and empire and like what that meant and whatnot there was just a lot of crazy speculation and whatnot and that that's what I remember about then um but you know we were kids we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have a lot of other things to be thinking about or worried about well, and um, there weren't podcasts or YouTube videos or fan site blogs to read yeah, but countless you know, other people speculating and thinking about it, coming up with theories. If there had been, I don't know that like eight year old Chris was going to care about that though. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's much more of an endeavor of like, you know, kind of the fanboy who's a little older than, than I was taking in those movies. But, you know, I, I'm sure I would have seen or heard some things just because that's, how the world works these days. Um, and so now, like, I think maybe in part because of just how I experienced them before, like I haven't, like I, if the spoilers don't really come at me, which, you know, occasionally they do because of things like Twitter. But, you know, I think for the most part, because of who I follow and who I don't like, I haven't had that much of a problem with that. So, um, obviously they don't have the same kind of hype now they did then. And that's, you know, the difference even between this and like the first prequel coming out is pretty big because, you know, we had waited so long for new star Wars movies and there were points in time that just seemed like they would never actually happen. So, um, well, and even compared to the, I, I think the franchise that, has overtaken it is the Marvel universe yep. and how I think very well guarded. They kept a lot of the stuff that was going on in that movie and the directors came out and said, no spoilers. And it was, it's like hashtag thing. And the actors came out and 
posted videos about don't spoil this movie. Mm -hmm. And it was very much a thing that I went into having absorbed a lot of the marketing. And that was a movie that the marketing for that compared to Star Wars, I think was just such a long process Sure. where you couldn't go anywhere and not see Marvel stuff everywhere. And I feel like this movie has deliberately tried to fly under the radar. And maybe that's me trying to avoid stuff. Other than the trailers here and there, the movie comes out in less than, well, two months, less than two months. And it seems like now things are just really ramping up. Yeah. I felt like Endgame, and partially because it has movies coming out every so often building up to Endgame. But that just seemed relentless, but not in a bad way. It was just like, okay, this movie's coming. We all got to build up for it. Right. But in a, in a way, it's similar in that um, obviously, like the Marvel stuff is newer, like doesn't have the long history that Star Wars does. But you know, I think when the prequels came out, or even when Episode Seven came out, like because of the time in between, like it felt like a big deal, and there was a ton of hype and whatnot. And then it's like since episode seven, like we've been getting these plus, you know, the standalone movies. So it just feels like they come at you pretty fast and marvelous. Like, you know, what do we get? Like three, four Marvel movies a year? Give or take. Yeah. Which, you know, I enjoy them, but it's like there's just it's not necessarily excuse me, oversaturated for the Marvel, but it's just, it's coming at you a lot where sometimes you're even like, eh, do I really need to see Ant-Man? And, you know, and you, and you don't, and it just doesn't, it doesn't the feel like, yes. I mean, it's a, it was, it's a good movie, but I didn't see the original Ant-Man for forever after it came out. Um, and so it's, it's just kind of hard for things to gather quite the same amount of hype per movie as they used to. And even though, um, you know, the infinity war bit generated a lot of hype, um, it, it just, it, it, none of it has the same feeling to me as like when empire came out. Yeah. And you're a little bit older than I am. So I was mm -hmm. still, let's see. Empire was 80. Yep. I was four. Right. So I was not. So I saw aware. Star Wars at about the same age that you saw Empire. So. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like Endgame was just massive. I mean, there is a. Out. And I know <laughs> if you adjust for inflation and all that, it's nowhere close to number of tickets sold or number of people who actually went to see some of the original Star Wars films back in the day. Mm -hmm. But for this time period, for that to be front and center in the general pop culture landscape for weeks mm -hmm. was damn impressive. Well, yeah, within the, you know, things being the way they are today, it was. Um, and part of it was that they've done a really good job with them. It was, you know, it's a sort of a two-part movie series we kind of knew big things were happening that they're wrapping up this whole storyline they've been building for forever and that some of the actors were probably done and you know all those things like it you know it was very hyped but still like you think of that and then you think of like trying to go see 
Empire or Jedi back in the day where you were going to need to get in a line that like wrapped around the block and cross your fingers. <laughs> like it's just not quite the same. And some of that is just technology, but well, and like for the rise of Skywalker, there's a lot of people waiting in line right now as we're recording to buy tickets. Mm-hmm. I could have done that because right. I was frustrated because it wasn't working right away. Mm-hmm. And the theaters within 15 minutes, I was like, you know what? If I just go there and buy tickets, I'll have them in hand. I won't be anxious about it. It'll be done. Mm-hmm. And I can come back here and record this podcast. Right. But even back in 1999, when we saw episode one, we I was with a group. You were with me a few times. Mm-hmm. Waiting outside of a theater, camping in line for days for an opportunity to buy tickets. And that just doesn't exist now. It doesn't need to. Which, it just streamlines the process. Right. And on the flip side, the people that I met through that line, I'm still friends with today. I'm married to the Mm -hmm. cousin of one of them. I, I guess I wouldn't trade that experience, even though I think empirically now is better. It's easier. It's more convenient. Yep. Mm-hmm. There is something lost there. Um, even the same thing with buying tickets for concerts. I remember trying to get tickets for concerts way back in the day. It was like you had to go to these specific places and camp out or else you weren't going to get them. Yep. And now it's all whoever has the most money on StubHub or if you wait before a show, you can get tickets more cheaply. There's this whole new process for seeing media. Right. That, I mean, you go to way more shows than I do. Mm-hmm. So again, I know that's a tangent, but again, it just feels just marketing and hype for different pieces of entertainment. It's just, it's different now. Right. It's just, it's hard for any one thing to have like that much of a, I don't know, sort of a cultural impact that it felt like things did previously. Everything just moves so quickly. Right. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's depending on like what all kinds of things you're in between like movies and video games and concerts and, you know, big TV shows, there's like, you know, there's a lot of these things every year, which, I'm not really complaining about because it's nice to have like a bunch of different options and different things to kind of look forward to. But it's just it's it's hard for any one of those to gain the momentum to feel the same as some of those things did. So, by the way, I'm looking online, pardon the clicking. There's about 35 seconds left in the second quarter. Mm -hmm. So the trailer is going to be coming out within a few minutes. I said, we're going to pause. We're going to really cleverly edit that. It's going to be Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the file. I'm Mm -hmm. going to select the dead space while we're watching the trailer. And I'm going to delete it. And it's going to be like we never left. (laughs) All right. I'm going to run in and watch it then. We'll, We'll reconvene in a moment. Yes. All right. All right. Sounds good. Initial thoughts. By the way, I got myself a drink. And I'm trying out one of my whiskey stones that I got in the uh, Highlands. Oh, very nice. Which is never really a whiskey stone guy, but hey, give it a shot. Yep. So cheers. Cheers to you, sir. Uh, I don't know. What were your thoughts? 
That's your hot take? (laughs) (laughs) Keep them coming. That's why we're recording. (laughs) It... It, it, the music always gets me. Yeah. The, those movies, it's been said a million times. But without John Williams and that music, they're not nearly as effective. They're not nearly as important. They're not nearly as emotional. Yep. And you were talking earlier about, well, the characters from the last, the original trilogy. Yep. And I was thinking, I don't think we, we touched on it, but like, do we have the same attachment to the characters from this trilogy? And I would say no, because we're at a different mm-hmm. point in our lives. Yeah. Although kids who were our age might have specific connections to Ray and Finn and Poe and, and uh, Rose and some of the other characters. Mm-hmm. Watching the trailer, it felt like there would be a little bit more, I don't know, mythos to those characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kylo is fascinating. I, I don't know where he's going, and it seems like he's going to be something other than just typical bad guy. I think he already has, has demonstrated that through two movies. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they're going to resolve that. I think that's the most fascinating question going into the final movie of... Where, where does his story end? I think if they would have saved the return for the emperor as a surprise, mm-hmm. even though the last, the original trailer, he, hearing the emperor's laugh and then thinking what that means and having a McDermott come out and like talk at star Wars celebration. It's like, Oh wow. I guess the emperor's back. Okay. Like, if they would have saved that, that would have been pretty incredible. I don't know how they would have been able to do it. Um, but now this trailer definitely is like, oh, yeah, okay, the Emperor. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's there's no doubts about it. It's no false flag operation or anything like that. Yeah. I, they didn't have any more Ray is potentially going to turn something like that in there. You were going to say something. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was just going to say it like – on the one hand, if they like kept it completely secret, like maybe that would go over. But at the same time, like I, I don't know that we're ever going to get much more on it. But you know, the the solo standalone movie had a similar twist of like, hey, guess who's back? And everybody's like, give me a break. <laughs> well, so. and I was one of those people, and I really like Solo. <laughs> I, I just never liked the Darth Maul thing, even in the cartoons. I was like, what? Yeah. It's come on. And so, I, I mean, I think there was kind of a potential for that reaction, depending on exactly what was going on. If they like had kept that hush hush and then had been like, Haha, the, I don't know. They, that could have gone either way. So um, still hoping for pinned underneath the girder all these years. But, you know, you know what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I I do. Uh, I'm not with you on that. You knew it was a matter of time before I mentioned it. I I did. I did. So three words. Force Ghost Hayden needs to happen. Uh, It doesn't need to happen for me in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, I'll be happy for you if if it does. I just think if they're trying to tie up all nine movies, I don't know how they do that 
without having Force Ghost Hayden and some kind of uh, interesting scene, him communicating with Kylo or Ray. It seems like that needs to happen, probably with Kylo, because that would be the most interesting if Kylo gets to interact with his supposed hero, his grandfather, and it and Anakin tries to talk some sense into him. That would be pretty interesting. I, I thought it should have happened last movie, but they right. used Force Ghost Yoda, which I mean, can't say bad things about Yoda. So Right. Um I mean Jar Jar's head on a pole wraps up the prequels for me in a nice <laughs> Or the you know, the the theory that <clears throat> Jar Jar secret secretly, you know, strong in the force, like bring him back as a as as a Sith Lord. <laughs> so I have the trailer on in the background. It's just sort of repeating, but the sound is down. Mm-hmm. But there was a shot of which looked like uh, Ray and Kylo, like once again fighting together. I'm kind of curious what that means. Yeah, saw that. I also couldn't help but notice that maybe. It's just things that are callbacks to old um, settings in in the original trilogy um, instead of it actually being those places. But um, it seemed like there were a lot of possible, um, you know, there was a skiff that looked like Tatooine. There was definitely what looked to be indoor. There was even a scene that was like, is that, uh, you know, Cloud City again? <laughs> Like this, there was a Camino. It seems like Camino, the yeah. wave, and with uh, that building. Uh, although I guess that's where the Death Star crashed, because that would be Endor. Endor would be where the Death Star crashed. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the people are like, well, if the if the Death Star crashed into a planet, then that planet would be destroyed. It's like, okay, we can <laughs> like. Yes, it would. We're well beyond the physics <laughs> of reality. So, I, you know, I hope that it's not uh, – because that is, is my one concern about them going back to uh, the well. as, as the director is that, you know, his previous one was just basically, you know, Star Wars retold and um, a lot of fan service. And so I hope that this one is not just sort of Return of the Jedi of fan service. <laughs> Well, if they go sideways for about a half hour and just fight some giant gangster slug for, <laughs> because <laughs> Lucas just needed something else in the movie because he was stuck, then right. then we know it's a Jedi redo. But, you know, I, I, in fairness, like, even though, like, okay, you needed something else, like, that fight scene at the beginning of Jedi is, you know, one of the, the best Star Wars scenes Fight me. When Luke is swinging his lightsaber like a Louisville slugger on top. Yes. Yes, that one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's sweet. I I mean, that was right in the prime time when I was a Star Wars fan. I mean, other Growing than the up, lame I think, ending, I think other I than the lame ending of Boba Fett, like that, you know, that part is. Yeah. No, maybe I was like six, six or seven around that time. Yep. yep. So... Yeah, no, I, I think this trailer does 
what a Star Wars trailer should do is not really give you a ton about the plot, hit some thematic notes, use music to its advantage, and just bring back that awestruck feeling. Which uh, it did for the, me, so I'm the, happy. The, the 3PO line got me. Yes. Uh, the um, them charging on horses in space kind of lost me a little bit. That that was kind of the highlight and the low light for me. I think everyone walking into the the cockpit of the Falcon. That's always good times when right. you, when you see those shots. Yep. I don't know but, if anything tops from this. Nothing's gonna top the feeling of the Force Awakens trailer where it went to black and then it was Han saying Chewie were home back on the Falcon. Right, right. I remember being at Celebration when that debuted and it's one of the loudest things I've experienced, the roar when that happened. Yeah. In that convention center. It was powerful. <laughs> it just was something like I it was like one of those things I was like I'm just absorbing being here because it's really amazing being here would have been less good if then like immediately there's the outtake where he turns around he's like alright now give me my check and get me the F out of here listen <laughs> this is a happy occasion we are friends we're trying to do something nice here <laughs> you know I knew he wasn't going to come back for more movies he, he had, had to have a send off right should have should have been running around a a freighter away from some kind of space slug. Eh. Yeah, eh. yeah. To, to Yeah, I don't know if that needed to happen, but yeah, it had some humor. So I mean, you know, looks looks fine. It'll be interesting to see if they can stick the landing on trying to tie all these movies together in a way that doesn't, you know, that was one of my problems with the prequels was there was kind of a lot of retrofitting of details and stuff that was just kind of too much of, of those sorts of Well, things. Solo had that too, where it's like every little piece of Han Solo's backstory had to be crammed into that movie. Yeah. But you know, just like the whole like oh and Anakin built C3PO by the way like that stuff just got really really annoying about the prequel so I, I hope they can strike the right balance on you know wanting to kind of tie everything together and not having it be those sort of ridiculous it's not really coincidence but you know I, I don't think the uh, microphone would have been prepared if they gave away Force Ghost Hayden in the trailer <laughs> <laughs> not sure your pants would have been prepared for it's not about that <laughs> so star wars we're going to be going it's very exciting uh yeah i'm looking forward to it it's it's really fun to to bring will and and um see everybody and see everybody's reactions right after and hopefully uh <clears throat> It it does the series right since this is allegedly kind of the end of this whole 
you know, there's I'm sure there's going to be many more Star Wars movies, but right. you know, of, of this thing that I've grown up with for, you know, kind of all of my life that uh, they, they do it some justice. Yeah, it is the end of an era. Even this whole scrambling around to get tickets, driving to a theater to get tickets, right. organizing with friends. How many tickets do you need? How many do you need? Counting them up. Yep. Tuning in for a, a live trailer because that's the world premiere of the trailer. Like, I just don't think there's going to be other Star Wars movies and yep. The Mandalorian comes out soon, which I'm excited about that, but it's just not the same. No, no. The magnitude of it aren't going to be, isn't going to be the same. And I think even as they have new trilogies of movies, it's without these characters, it's, it's just going to be different. I'll look forward to it. And maybe it'll be entertaining. It. I don't think anything, like, I was just thinking about that this evening as we're talking of this will be the last time that I probably go through all these hoops to do all this. Like getting, right. get, getting this excited and whatnot. Um, it, it's fun. I, I, I feel like I want that to continue, but it makes sense that they need to stop it at some point. <laughs> I feel lucky that they brought it back. I mean, I thought it was over after Jedi. And that's why the prequels were so intoxicating in a way. Cause it was like, Hey, this thing that you thought was over Mm -hmm. It's back now. You right. get to relive it and do it all over again. And yeah, I think that's why there was so much disappointment from from many people, and you know, rightfully so. Those movies didn't deliver as much as they could have. Yeah, I think the disappointment was just mainly that they weren't very good. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. It's just like you know, you want that same vibe, and even with these movies, I think everyone was excited because the Force Awakens was like, hey, it was a Star Wars flick. It was kind of a New Hope all over again. Mm. It's new characters that have kind of an interesting wrinkle, and okay, it's great, it's back again. And you know, the the last movie, I th I think for the most part, people like, but there's certainly a, a a smaller group of people who were very vocal and very un unhappy. And now here we are, so um, yep. uh, I'm excited. I'm hopeful. Well, I kind of hope that um, I mean, for a <clears throat> franchise that like hit at the right moment and. You know, you can be really cynical about it basically being a vehicle for selling toys. Um, you know, I kind of hope that, that A, that again, they, they can stick the landing reasonably well. And then that maybe then some of the, I don't know, that Star Wars can kind of get out of its own way a little bit. And then there can just be new interesting things and like good movies by people that want to tell a creative story instead of having to sort of, you know, tie this bow of, you know, what's come before and try to meet people's expectations and do fan service and just all the things that have been, you know, ways that have kind of tripped up some of the Star Wars movies that have preceded this one. So it'll be interesting to see. On to ruining childhoods. Ah, uh, Yes. So I'll start since it seems like you, you might need to conjure up. I didn't know I was supposed to bring something for this. So. You can come up with something. You and Will get up to all kinds of <laughs> yes, hijinks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with a very fresh story in my mind. We took our son Hugo to an orchard yesterday. 
the beautiful day. It was a beautiful weekend here in Minnesota. It was in the 50, 60 degrees. Sun was out. It was fantastic. Perfect orchard weather. So we went to Sweetland Orchard. Shout out to them in Webster, Minnesota. So we pull up and, you know, it's this small family farm orchard. There's maybe 10, 15 people there, plus the people that work there. There's turkeys, chickens walking about, and there's a barn with, they have a cider tour where you, or you kind of take flights of ciders that are alcoholic and they explain how they made them and all that stuff. So it's sort of like a brewery, but ciders. So it was really enjoyable. We brought a picnic and it's having a great time. We're playing bags or cornhole, if for mm-hmm. those of you who might know it by that name. So my son's like, let's play bags. He just wants to toss them around. We're doing that. Like it's a great time. So we set up our lunch on a picnic table and we set up Hugo's food. He's got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that we cut in half for him. All's well. And then the chickens and the turkeys are very interested in the food. So my main thing is I know in the back of my head that turkeys can be aggressive because we have them walking around our neighborhood at times. And some coworkers have mentioned to me, like turkeys have kind of come after them during walks. (laughs) (laughs) So I got my eye on the turkeys. I'm looking at the chickens. They're sort of milling about our table. And my main thing is I don't want Hugo to get bitten or attacked, accosted by a turkey. It's, Mm -hmm. it's like that goose game, I guess, where you just go around and annoy people. So, Mm -hmm. These turkeys are eyeing him up. I kind of got my arm around him. He's sitting right next to me. And there's this turkey like right behind us. So my main thing is like, all right, just, just leave my son alone. The turkey kind of lunges, jumps to his left, lands on the picnic seat right next to Hugo. It's a big turkey. It's big, way bigger than Hugo. So I grab Hugo. The turkey grabs the other half of his sandwich. <laughs> jumps back off and... You know, Gobbles runs away with half of Hugo's lunch, his uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now, you, you've seen my son. Right. When there are consequences or things that don't go his way, he is not really a fan of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he starts crying. He's red-faced screaming about his sandwich. My sandwich! My sandwich! Like, I'm not going to chase the turkey to go to sandwich. I'm mainly just making sure he doesn't get bitten by this thing. So I'm trying to console him. Another turkey bites my hand from underneath the table because now now the the farm animals smell blood. (laughs) (laughs) They found the weak link among the guests. Right. So they're coming at us. Some of the owners come over. They're helping shoo livestock away (laughs) from us. (laughs) Hugo is inconsolable for, I don't know, three or four minutes. I finally calm him down, and my wife's helping calm him down. And then what I think is the best part of the story is he's kind of calming down. He's sort of eating his sandwich again. And he's like, why do I have tears? (laughs) (laughs) Like, well, you were upset about your sandwich getting taken. And then I was worried that was going to remind him that he lost his sandwich. But he... We were just trying to be very calm and say, like, the turkey must have been hungry. It's very nice that you shared your sandwich with the turkey. <laughs> so he eventually got to the point where he was laughing about it. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I woke him up 
in his crib and I'm always like, Oh, you know, good morning, Hugo. How you doing? And what were you dreaming about? And he goes, turkeys. <laughs> I was like, Oh, what was the turkey doing? He's like, eating my sandwich. <laughs> and I just was like, is that funny? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so nice. if you're going to take your kid to an apple orchard, just be on guard for, for the turkeys. Cause, yeah. uh, they're not playing around. They they were going for going for anything we had on the table. Right. Well, you know, as you were telling that, you you did remind me of one from the way back machine of sort of a similar day. Um, you know, fall like it is here now, and we decided we were going you mean to forty degrees and raining. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a, a nice day like like your day on Sunday. And we decided we were going to drive up to this event at an alpaca farm. Um, Cause you could meet alpacas, pet alpacas and blah, blah, blah. And we're driving to this and Will is talking about the star Wars prequels. And at this point, Will is three, four tops. And a little bit it, older than Hugo is now. Right. Yeah. But, you know, he's been watching. I had, you know, the DVDs of the old prequels and he's been watching them and enjoying them because, you know, when you're four, they're amazing. And I don't remember who it was. It was not me, but it's either Meg or Mia basically said something about Anakin turning into Darth Vader. And there were just immediate like oh, no. tears oh, no. he's upset oh, no. <laughs> so he had to spend 20 minutes consoling will that you know this character that he's been enjoying becomes the bad guy uh and you know then went and had a uh a, a good time at the alpaca farm, although one spit at me and she was unforgiving. Uh, but then oh, no. that in, could mean any number of things <laughs> in terms of landing the dismount. Once again, uh, we have this nice time at the alpaca farm. We're all getting back to the car. <laughs> and I, in my infinite wisdom had purchased an alpaca brat. Oh, uh, because some alpacas get used for wool, some get used for pets, and some get used for meat. For your belly. <laughs> right. And so I was like, sure, I'll try an alpaca broth. And the rest of my family is absolutely horrified that I'm <laughs> eating the animals that they just enjoyed petting and hanging out with and carrying around on the lead. So that that, that was my day of ruining childhood. Well, and I... It was funny because I think I don't know if the people that own this the cidery orchard overheard me, but I was talking to Hugo. I was like, "Don't worry, you get your revenge in about a month because we'll be eating turkey." <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, uh, it was hilarious. I was laughing so hard as he was crying in my arms, which mm -hmm. he couldn't see me. I was doing the like consoling right. him, holding him to my chest, and meanwhile looking at my wife, and we were both just cracking up. Yep. And I was also just in the moment thinking, like, man, I wish I could have told my brother this story. Yeah. Like, he, he would have had just the perfect comments yep. uh, to make light 
and just enjoy further enjoy the situation. <coughs> yep. So and yeah, lot lot of emotions, but overall it was it was a good day. Good day with the Hugo man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to try to to do that from now on. That's fun. Our okay. uh, ruined childhood. We'll have to right. keep up the stories. It's Deal. totally like a ripoff of Parent Corner from Bill Simmons. <laughs> I've got many more years of ruining childhoods than you, so I should always be able to come up with something. I know. Yeah, but we, there's no shortage of me uh, steering Hugo the wrong way. So. <laughs> yes. Well, this was good. This was good. And if folks want to find you online, so how can I, they do that? I use the at uh, GeekZinga hashtag almost exclusively for interacting around, uh, you know, this podcast and whatnot. So that's probably the best way. And I'm at the id dm, t h e i d d m. Uh, no promises about when we'll be back, but my hope is it'll be fairly frequent, especially as we get into the dreary, dark winter months here. Right. Being outside is not much of an option. Nope. But yeah, so in in about two months, we're going to go meet up at the same pizza joint, all eat some pizza, and then walk over and go see Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, hopefully we're not recording the podcast about our bitter disappointment right after that. No, and hopefully I'm not in the hospital a few days ahead of time. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. I will will avoid those things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right on, sir. Well, have a good week. Yep, you too. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, as always, I enjoy doing it. Fun. I think I'm just going to, because it's only 916, and I'm not going to do a ton of editing. I'm just going to chop out that dead silence and probably just post mm-hmm. it. That's fine. So I'll uh, I'll be sure to tag you. But yeah, it was good. Sounds good. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my uh, whiskey here and then, uh, post this and go to bed. Sounds good. We'll talk to you later. All right. Later. Bye.